We have arrived. It's opening day 2022. Better late than never. The Cubs will surprise you in 2022. Thanks, Ernie. Surprise good or surprise bad? Stay tuned to find out. Locked on Cubs, opening day edition now. Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is indeed Locked On Cubs. Good morning. Hello, happy Thursday, happy opening day 2022 to you and yours. Welcome on in, Lockdown Cubs family. Great to be with you. Thank you for taking the time to make us your first listen here this morning and each and every morning for that matter. It means more to us than you know. We're free and available wherever you source your favorite cast. So please, please check us out. I ask you to check us out on YouTube. We have some really cool content on our YouTube page. You can watch the stream of our uh, podcast if you'd like. We'd love your subscription there as well. So Lockdown Cubs YouTube and engage with us on social media, if you will, at Lockdown Cubs, at Chicago Cubs PA as well. We appreciate every single listener, every single person in the Locked On fam. So opening day 2022. Mark it on the calendar at the beginning of the year. It's a little later than we thought it was going to be this year. Always one of the best days of the year. Always one of my favorites, going back to the time when I was a kid. Today, we've got the latest Cubs injury and roster updates later on in the show as we head towards opening day. Haven't been to Wrigley for a few years, potentially. Let us catch you up on the game day experience. Everything you need to know if you're attending opening day later on today. But first, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, and welcome to baseball at beautiful Wrigley Field. It's opening day. Baseball is back, and we kick off the 2022 campaign jumping right into the fire with a four-gamer against the division favorite Milwaukee Brewers. We've got some very bold predictions that I've come up with that I think could very well come to fruition. Do you like playing ball against the NL Central right away, especially against the favorite? What can we expect for the weekend slate against the Brew Crew? Let's preview it now. Plus, Kyle Hendricks to dominate the crew later on today and regain all-star form along with a few other bold notions that came to me last night as I slept. First and foremost, let's take a look at this four-game series. Cubs Brewers opening day later on today, 120 Central Time. How great is that, first off, that all four games are 120? Thursday, 120. Friday, 120. Saturday, 120. Sunday, 120. That is like my dream come true as a Cubs fan. 80 of the 81 home games should be 120s, and there should be a 1205 on, on a random Saturday. That's That's my schedule. How does the pitching matchup shake out for the weekend? Well, we know tomorrow Kyle Hendricks has been anointed the opening day starter for the third year in a row. He'll be opposed by Corbin Burns. Friday, it's Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers against Justin Steele. Can't wait to see him toe the rubber. Then Stroh makes his Cubs and Wrigley field debut on Saturday against Freddie Peralta. My God, the Brewers pitching staff is good. And Drew Smiley, the veteran left-hander, is going to go for the Cubs on Sunday. Okay. 
I asked this question before. Let me answer it because nobody answered me. I personally love starting the regular season slate against the on-paper favorites, the Brew Crew. What's the old adage in baseball? You can't win a World Series in April, but you sure as hell can lose one. After a 5-14 and 14 run against Milwaukee last year, it's time to turn the fortune around, get a couple wins against your neighbors from the north, and that starts on opening day. Let's talk about the crew real quick. What do we know about the Brewers? Dominant pitching, and we've been over this. We did our NL Central roundtable a couple days ago. The Brewers won the Central Crown in 2022. The rotation remains the same, and it's damn good. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer. Freddie Peralta's a three-starter on this team. He'd be a one on a lot of clubs around baseball. What about the pen? More great arms. Josh Hader, Williams, Brad Boxberger. What about the offense, though? If you can call it an Achilles heel, if you can even call it a weak spot. The offense has been the one issue, we'll say, for this team the last couple of years. The biggest question for the Brewers, can they rely on all those arms to perform and stay healthy again? Repeating a 95-win campaign is an awful tough ask. Offensively, a team outside the top 20 in batting war in both 2020 and 2021. They brought in Andrew McCutcheon. They brought in Hunter Renfro. They brought in Severino to catch and try to combat combat some of these shortcomings. Severino's on the shelf for 80 games though, due, a, due to a positive uh, performance-enhancing drug test. <clears throat> In my mind, the biggest offensive question mark is already in-house, and that's Christian Yelich, superstar for a couple years. We know that after he came over from Miami. Is he healthy? Is he ready after a short spring? Can and will he rebound to the form that we're accustomed to seeing him play at offensively? Only time will tell us, Cubs fans. We obviously say we hope not. For the catching core for the Brewers, they traded. For a Cubs old friend today, uh, yesterday actually, Victor Caratini coming over to the Brewers. So he will be uh, the newest Brewer to combat that Severino loss. So we'll see an old friend at Wrigley Field this weekend, Victor Caratini, always been a big Caratini fan, hoping that he doesn't come up in any big spots because you know how that goes when Cubs trade players away and they come up in big spots, they tend to hurt them. Anyway, we won't go down negative town. It's opening day. All right, to the Cubs, Kyle Hendricks, the professor, third consecutive opening day start, well-deserved. I don't care how bad of a year he had last year. Remember, back in late summer 2020, it was opening day, the COVID year, right? He silenced the crew, tossed a three-hit shutout. Game was like an hour and 32 minutes long. Okay, not really. Wasn't that quick. It just felt that way. Nobody there. A couple of us were there. It was insane. It was, it was weird, eerie, but wonderful game. More of that today. Lots of skepticism surrounding Kyle after the year he had last year uh, and the rough spring. On top of it, statistically, April and May have been the worst months of his career. Um, that leads me to bold prediction number one for the two for the new 2021 season. Kyle Hendricks will dominate the Brewers later on today at Wrigley Field, as well as recapture some semblance of the form we saw a few years ago. And here's why. Location, location, location. Home runs were a huge issue for Kyle last year, as they were for a good number of, of players on that staff. And he surrendered a fair amount of long balls this spring as well. However, he spent the majority of spring training working on locating his entire arsenal, especially living down in the zone. You throw 86 miles an hour or a changeup that's even slower, and it doesn't move or it doesn't dive or it doesn't dip and it's up in the zone, it's going to get pelted. Even though the spring numbers were not great for Kyle, 
what was really good was the strikeout to walk ratio. And if you joined us the other day when we talked about whether or not spring training stats actually matter, strikeouts and walks for hitters and pitchers are the most important and the ones that translate the best to regular season success or failure from the spring. He had a uh, a three to one strikeout to walk ratio. Love to see that. Reason number two, Hendricks will regain the form we're accustomed to him seeing after a down year last year is the defense up the middle. He is a ground ball machine, right? Trying to get back to living at the bottom of the zone, which ultimately induces a very large amount of ground balls. How are the Cubs up the middle? You tell me, Locked On Cubs family. You've heard us preach and preach. Madrigal and Horner and Simmons and VR, et cetera, et cetera. The defense up the middle has been upgraded supremely. And if you think that this won't have a strong impact on a guy like Kyle Hendricks, now looking to get back to living at the bottom of the zone, you are sorely, sorely mistaken. Bold prediction number two for your favorite club, the 2022 Chicago Cubs. The National League Central Division as a whole will be tighter than we all think. Andrew, are you nuts? I am not, and here's why. Right off the bat, we're taking Pittsburgh out of the equation. Sorry, Pirates. Leaves us with a four-team race in the Central Division. Brewers are the division favorite on paper, right? We all know this. Already discussed their offensive woes. Yelich, will additions be enough? Can you count on the pitching staff to be healthy? It's a tough ask to go out and repeat a 95-win season regardless. While I know they did not, but... Had the Cubs simply played the crew last year to the tune of, say, like 9 and 10 rather than 5 and 14, which they didn't, I know. But I'm just saying, hypothetically, the Brewers are knocked down to 91 wins instead of 95. I'm just saying how weird things can be in baseball and one-run games, et cetera, et cetera. Strange things happen. It's a long season. What about the Cardinals? New manager, Flaherty's injured at the top of the rotation. Wainwright's 400 years old. Keep this in mind as well. This club won 21 of 25 games down the stretch, then fired their manager, Mike Schilt. Is this momentum to build off of, or is this just gone by the wayside? As for the Reds, fire sale. New faces, new places. What's the expectation? They were a casualty of a monster salary dump, dump because they play in a smaller market. Shell of the team we saw last year. Still have some talent. Narrowly missed the playoffs last year. Can you count on that again in 2022? I Probably not likely. All in all, all I'm saying is the division on paper is not nearly as strong as some want to anoint it to be. Don't hand Milwaukee anything yet. Playing in this landscape surely helps a team like the Cubs, and the race will be significantly tighter than you think in the division. The Cubs will compete this year, especially with the expanded playoffs. You have my word. Bold prediction number three, as opening day's knocking on the door and let it in, we're just hours away. Bold prediction number three deals with newcomer Nick Madrigal. I love Nick Madrigal. We've never seen him play a regular season game in a Cubs uniform. He's now healthy and primed to take over the second base position and potentially the leadoff spot as well. Nick Madrigal, here's my take, will be talked about as the best leadoff man since the Fowler World Series era. He goes, we go, right? Good speed, doesn't strike out, bat on ball type guy, table setter to every word in the definition, something the Cubs have lacked entirely since the Fowler departure. And yes, I love the prototypical leadoff guy. I'm old school like that. Madrigal checks the boxes. Rizzo at the top, Schwarber at the top. Ridiculous. You can have it. I hated that. Think that a solid number one doesn't make the whole team chug. 
Look at the 03 Cubs team after the trade they made with the Pirates, bringing Kenny Lofton, one of the greatest leadoff hitters of all time, over to the Cubs and what they did down the stretch and in the playoffs. A la Kenny Lofton, Nick Madrigal primed for a big year at the top, period. Another, don't have time to get into it, but we will. Another bold prediction I would like to touch on, bullpen strength. We will talk about the bullpen as being one of the stronger points of this team come the end of the year. I know you think I'm crazy, but it's true. Predictions are fun. Can this Cubs team be great? Yeah, they have a quiet swag, little expectation, no pressure, and a hell of a good group. Potentially a bullpen mix of vets and really good young arms that could be talked about as a strength of the club. Watch out, Cubs fans. Watch out. And it all starts today against the on-paper favorite Milwaukee Brewers with the professor on the mound. I personally am geeked, if you can't tell. Haven't been to Wrigley lately. Couple of years, maybe because of COVID or other circumstances. What's changed? Where should you park? Can you get a paper ticket to get into the ballpark? We've got everything you need to know to attend opening day or any game coming up for that matter. Before we dive into that, want to let you know that Bet Online is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues all season long. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. We get you to Wrigley coming up next. Welcome back in, Locked On Cubs family. Good morning. Happy opening day. Happy Thursday. It is great to have you lo- along for the ride. It's great to be part of the Locked On Cubs family. This is Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please. Join us on social at Chicago Cubs PA at Lockdown Cubs. Check out our YouTube page. We'd love your subscription on the Lockdown Cubs YouTube page. And we want to thank you, really, sincerely, for making us your first listen each and every morning. I don't know if you know what it means to us. Me spending the morning with you, even just for 20 minutes, half hour, literally makes my day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, free and available wherever you get your favorite podcast. So, Wrigley Field, back in business, full capacity, and it's going to be opening day. And when you think opening day, Wrigley, what do you think? I'll tell you what I think. Spit and rain, maybe snow, cold, windy. You got it. You've got it all. Maybe you haven't been to the ballpark for a while. Due to extenuating circumstances, you moved, COVID, whatever it may be. We have everything you need to know to plan your opening day visit to Wrigley Field later on today or any game for that matter. What's the ticket policy now at Wrigley Field? And I'm going to be honest with you up front. This drives me up a wall, up a wall. Cubs tickets now are exclusively mobile, which may be different since the last time you were there. This is via the ballpark app on your phone. Must be scanned via the app for entry. Digital tickets only. Photographs and or screenshots of the tickets will not be accepted. Drives me crazy. Give me a paper ticket. Even when I worked there and I'd have tickets for myself or family or friends, I had to fight to get paper tickets. And sometimes I couldn't even do it. That drives me nuts. How about what time do the gates open? before the ball game, get in for BP early, right? Catch some fly balls, take in the sights and the sounds. Gates open 90 minutes prior to first pitch for 640 games, night games, or or 705s, and two hours, I'm sorry, 
90 minutes prior to the 640 night games in the early spring and later fall, two hours prior to first pitch for all other games the rest of the year. So getting down to the ballpark early, what else can you check out? Well, there's got a couple new things that are pretty neat that I haven't seen yet either because I didn't go to Wrigley Field last time for the first time in a long time. They have a Hall of Fame that debuted in August. It's a tiered system, essentially, of recognition that can range from a statue outside Wrigley to a retired number to a name on a flag or a plaque in the Hall of Fame located beneath the left field bleachers. Anyone with a ticket to the game can access the area to check out all this cool Cubs Hall of Fame stuff out. The basic criteria uh, to be inducted requires being a Cub for five or more years or making a significant contribution to the organization through service time. One of the notable names not included on the initial 56 plaques is... Yours truly. No, I kid. Sammy Sosa, who obviously has a complicated relationship with Cubs ownership. Another thing that really chaps my saddle region. What about bag policy? You want to go in tomorrow, bring your blankets and bring your this and bring your that. Think small. No backpacks, no hard-sided coolers or bags larger than 16 by 16 by 8 inches. Some exceptions are made for medical and diaper bags, but all bags are inspected before entry. Opening day is not sold out, which you can blame on weather. You can blame on team. I don't know what to blame or not. It's weird to me that opening day at Wrigley against the Brewers is not sold out, but still get there early. It's going to be slower to get in. They're going to check bags, et cetera, et cetera. These types of bags, if smaller than the 16 by 16 by 8, are permitted. Briefcases, drawstring bags, fanny packs, purses, soft-sided coolers, wallets, et cetera. Supposed to rain tomorrow. Whip and and wind and rain. Can you bring an umbrella in? No. Sorry. No umbrellas, one of the many prohibited items not allowed, along with air horns, brooms, poles, staffs, sticks, inflatables, selfie sticks, or unmanned aerial vehicles, including drones. Listen, if the Cubs take the first three of this four-game series, you better bring a broom Sunday. Let them take it away from you. That's all I'm saying. Ever wonder why so many shirtless gentlemen in the bleachers during a rain delay? Now, no umbrella, right? Can't beat them, join them. How about getting to Wrigley Field? If you want to work out and enjoy the ball game at the same time, they have a free valet service, which they've had for a while, which I think a lot of people don't know about that I think is pretty cool. It's available for all Cubs home games. It's located in the alley just east of the Red Line stop on Addison. You can check your bike or personal scooter up to two hours before a home game scheduled start time, and they close a half hour after the game. So really cool because the parking situation in our ballpark if you haven't been for a while, is the same. It still stinks. It's brutal. Um, uh, Parking is super expensive. There's a few Cubs option lots, Irving Park, Toyota, uh, the Camry lot on Gray Street. They're not cheap. Sometimes they're closed to public ticketing anyways. There is a free parking and shuttle lot. The remote lot is at 3900 North Rockwell. It's just east of the Chicago River. Open for night and weekend games only. That includes free shuttle service to and from Wrigley Field, which might not be a bad idea. A little bit of a hassle, but you're going to get dropped off right at the front of the ballpark. This is a big one. And um, a lot of people were asking about this in terms of contactless food and ordering. You can order food mobily again. Yes. And the Cubs will be testing a new grab and go technology for concession stands. Also, hoping to shorten wait time so you miss less of the ball game, which is pretty cool. They're piloting the feature at the main concession by the Wrigley Field Marquee Gate. Uh, Crane Kenny said that just like you do at a grocery store, you'll bring your five items, you put them on a tray, it will scan immediately and tell you 
it is purchased. So kind of a neat uh, neat new thing that they're debuting here this year. You put your credit card in, you pay, you walk away back to your seat. So you'll never see a concession worker in this setting, which is right by the marquee gate. Something new. Also have mobile ordering as well if you prefer the contactless route. Again, the weather, 47 gusty winds, 25 to 30 miles an hour. All in all, not too bad for opening day. Kind of what you expect, right? Unless you're like my dad who ends up in the car in the fifth inning unless it's 82 and sunny. Love you, Pop. Sorry. Why we won't see Wade Miley in the Cubs opening series against the Brewers coming up before we get there. I want to mention Rock Auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning when you can go to Rock Auto and save time and money on every auto part you need for your car or truck? Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers just like you and I for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you can need, literally, from brake pads to tail lamps to motor oil, even new automotive carpet. Do me a favor. Go to Rock Auto next time your vehicle needs something to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on. In their How Did You Hear About Us box, so they know we sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit them today, rockauto.com. Cubs injuries, transactions, opening day just hours away. Coming up next. Locked On family, welcome back in. I'm Andrew Bellison, the host of Locked On Cubs. Great to have you along with us. A pleasure to be part of the Locked On Cubs family. Cannot thank you enough for making us your first listen each and every morning. What are you doing today prepping for opening day? What are your opening day traditions? How about your opening day memories? Tweet at me at Chicago Cubs PA at Locked On Cubs. We'd love to hear about them. Cubs have some final injuries. Roster moves, heading out of Mesa, into Wrigley, opening day just hours away. Want to run through some of those for you so you have a better understanding of why the roster shook out shook out the way it did and how it's going to look against the Brewers for the opening four-game series of 2022. A lot of AAA optioning going on the last couple of days. Infielder Ildemaro Vargas went the other day. He was in camp as a non-roster invitee. Switch hitting utility man. We saw him in 20 and 21 as well. Uh, that means with him at AAA, Jonathan VR is going to be the primary backup at short behind Nico Horner until Simmons is ready. We will see Vargas, I would imagine, at some point this year as well. Uh, Jonathan Holder, right-hander. Robert Kesselman, Stephen Brault, the lefty. Um, Stephen Gons- Gonsalves assigned to AAA Iowa as well. All four arms, probably guys you're going to see up and or down at some point once or twice throughout the season. Manuel Rodriguez, he was optioned to AAA a couple of days ago. Very impressive, but inconsistent as a late inning arm for the Cubs down the stretch. Hard thrower, 6'11 ERA in 20 appearances last year. Gave up eight earned runs in his final two and two-thirds innings. He can hit triple digits with a fastball, which is always fun to watch. He will impact the Cubs' bullpen at points throughout the season as well. A couple catchers that played a role last year on the carousel that they had. John Hicks, P.J. Higgins, they've been reassigned again. Cubs catching course so good this year with Wilson and Jan Gomes. And then some other pitchers. Uh, Kane Eckert, Eric Yardley, Adrian Sampson, Mark Leiter Jr. All of them 
reassigned to AAA Iowa. Eckert checks in at the number 29 on MLB Pipeline's top 30 Cubs prospect list, impressed this spring, and gives the Cubs another up-and-coming relief prospect. How about the injuries? The aforementioned Andrelton Simmons, the, the, the go-to backup at the shortstop positions. He's ticketed probably for the 10-day injured list to start the season. Cubs are optimistic that the shelf stay will be short. 32-year-old hasn't played a game since March 24th, but has gradually ramped up his activity while working through a throwing program. Got up to 70 to 80 feet tossing the other day and said he felt good. Again, Jonathan VR will be the primary backup to Horner until Andrelton is ready. And Wade Miley, figuring to be a big part of this Cubs rotation. Left elbow inflammation. Ross noted earlier in the month that he'd been dealing with this. He's on the shelf for 10. He's going to be reevaluated. As Miley said, I could have probably dealt with it, no doubt. I could probably go pitch. It just doesn't make sense to deal with that and affect other things. So that's a big part of the rotation, a veteran piece, a left-hander. Hope to have him back soon. Really excited to see what he can do this year as a mainstay atop the Cubs staff. All right, we did it. It's time. Opening day, Brewers-Cubs, Wrigley Field, 121st pitch, just a couple hours away. The professor toes the slab for his third consecutive opening day start for the Cubs and manager David Ross. He'll be opposed by the stud Corbin Burns. Thank you for stopping by today and making us your first listen as you do each and every morning. Now we ask that you make your second listen locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. Free and available wherever you grab your favorite cast. Until tomorrow, we've got real baseball to analyze. Let's overreact tomorrow at everything that happens on the field today. Opening day. Happy opening day to you. We'll talk tomorrow. Enjoy the ball game. Adios.